Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm your host, Greg Esposito, joined by Saul Bookman and Gerald Bourget. Obviously, an interesting morning uh, when it comes to the Phoenix Suns allegations against Robert Sarver uh, in terms of racism and misogyny uh, were published in a piece by Baxter Holmes of ESPN. We have read through the piece and we felt that it was only appropriate that we come here and that we discuss it. Uh, difficult, a lot of difficult topics within this piece, a lot of things to discuss. Let's just kind of start with, with general thoughts off the top uh either which one of you would like to i'm not gonna just throw somebody which one of you would like to start to the uh, discussion I mean, start. it's all right you know, give you guys a break for a second you know kind of ease into this but uh i listen uh we knew uh based off of jordan schultz's tweet that something big was coming um i do feel like there was a little bit more hype um that that precluded this um, cause you know, the, the thoughts immediately were, uh, Donald Sterling level type, um, accusations, which I think the accusations are Donald Sterling type. However, the biggest difference here is, is that you basically have people's words versus Sarver's words, and there's no actual visual or audio evidence, um, you know, that, that, that aids this case. And, um, you know, in terms of making Sarver, uh, look at uh, at that level of you know really evilness, um, and and I think that's something that you know we could speculate all we want, and we'll get down down that road here in a second. But um, my my ultimate takeaways were it's a very toxic work environment. It seemed like um, I have never worked there, um, and that there's just a lot of things going on, and I think a lot of the stuff. Um, you know, Robert Sarver even admitted to certain stories within the story um, that were either that were kind of accurate or not accurate at all, or that an instance did take place, um, but it was nowhere near uh, what it was made out to be in the story. Um, so it's just a lot of like, who do you believe right now? Um, nothing really concrete. You have Earl Watson on record. Um, you have, you know, Corliss Williamson on record. Um, but outside of that, um, you just don't have a lot of people that were a lot of anonymous sources, which you have to take with a grain of salt because you don't know what, what was going into the, to the comments here. Uh, Gerald, before you let, I want to take a step back and just, okay. So the piece addresses allegations that, that Robert Sarver used the N word at various times, Mm -hmm. uh, that there were, uh, harassment in terms of jokes that were made, things that were were said that the HR department uh, didn't act the way an HR department necessarily should, yeah. uh, and some accusations of uh, just poor behavior 
in general from the owner. That's kind of the overview on it. Saul, you mentioned you had never worked there. I think it would be uh, inappropriate if I didn't bring up that I did work there for the Phoenix Suns for five years. Uh, from 2011 to 2016, I was part of the organization. I was there. And what I can say is it it's a difficult work environment. Uh, it's 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 tough to work there. It is grinding. Uh, th- there is a tone set at the top that uh, that makes it very difficult. And it, there's no uh, there's no mystery here that it is very much about ha- make the money. You know, nobody's ever denied that. And uh, but I can say this: I, I never heard Robert Sarver say anything racist. I never experienced that. But I'm also uh, at the time, I was a, a late 20-something white guy in lower-level management. Yeah. I don't imagine that I would have heard that, but I can say I didn't. I never I never saw that. Yeah. I, I, I got I to back up because there's a lot of people really pissed off at me right now in the comments, and I do apologize. I said grain of salt. That was probably a bad choice of words. I, I What I mean is is that we don't have any anything concrete in terms of things that we can actually see or things that I've experienced ourselves, right? Or, or I have seen myself, right? So I, I don't know what really is going on behind closed doors or anything like that. The fact that there are people that are distraught and, and upset and contemplate suicide, felt like they were definitely victims of racism and sexism. I am not undermining that whatsoever because I do believe, um, you know, those people had those genuine feelings and that that's a difficult position to be in. And, and apologize, I, I apologize because I'm trying to figure out, you know, coming from an, I'm trying to come at this from an object, objective perspective. Like I'm not a Robert Sarver fan and I don't hate the, I don't hate anybody in this situation. Like I don't know anybody in this situation. So from an objective standpoint, I'm trying to see like, is there enough reason why the NBA would ever remove somebody like Robert Sarver or or is it is it that level of of you know uh, I guess what you could say is uh is it that level of what? tragedy or or I, I'm trying it, to find the right word. It warrants an investigation. Like sure, it warrants an investigation. But I, I don't think you know it took four days, like Gerald was talking about. It took four days from the from the Donald Sterling tape for the NBA to remove yeah, Donald Sterling. I don't think we're at that point. Right I now. think your point that you're trying to make is there isn't hard evidence like there was in the Donald Donald Sterling case. These are people passing accusations. Uh, we don't know. Uh, I, I, what bothered me was on social, and forgive me for a second to go this route, people automatically saying, well, people didn't come out right away and say something. I have personal experience within my family of people going through things. Sometimes it's difficult to come out right away when something happens and say something if you feel a way, if you feel that the environment that you're in, you're in isn't safe. And that doesn't downplay what they're saying or what happened to them. And I think we all have to be very careful with that. I don't think that is a fair thing to say to anybody that came out uh, in, in any situation, not just in this one, but anywhere, if it takes time for them to step up and, and say something. Because if you're not in a position of power and somebody is in a position of power, that is a very difficult situation to navigate personally and professionally. So that I, that's that's my position. There is let's there, there's reasons for people in, in cases like that. I think this definitely warrants an investigation. 
talking to people, fully understanding what's going on and letting whatever the truth is come out. And the NBA has to be the arbiter of that because that's what the league is there to do. They're there to oversee teams and oversee what's going on with teams. And I feel like that's what is warranted is the the discussions deserve to be had. People deserve to be listened to. Uh, If HR, uh, like it read in the article, wasn't actually there to be an advocate, then it's the NBA's job now to be that advocate and try to understand what happened from both sides, from from ownership, from management, and from the people who talked in this piece. That is the bare minimum that should happen in this. Yeah, I mean, my initial thoughts, the league is going to look into this. They're going to investigate, as they should. Um, I think to Saul's point, obviously, the difference here between this and the Sterling incident was that there's no sheer shock value of hearing that audio from Donald Sterling that doesn't mean, however, that, you know, 70 plus people coming forward should be ignored. The league is going to look into this from a legal standpoint. I think the difference is with Sterling, that was like one big domino, yes. right? And this is a series of little dominoes, 70 plus little dominoes that are lined up. And hopefully, because we know that this is not all that there was, right? Based on what we've read based on what we've heard, there are other stories that are probably going to come forward from here. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the question now is, what is the league going to find and is it going to be enough to remove this owner? And I think, unfortunately, the initial reaction to this piece was, is it enough to get Robert Sarver removed when the reaction should be, do we want to change the threshold that we hold people in power accountable to? Right. It shouldn't be whether this is enough or enough or whether, you know, how does this compare to Sterling? It should be we need to hold people of power more accountable. And and I think Brendan Clean said it best on Twitter. Uh, He tweeted about this as well. It's just you read this story, you read about people that are contemplating suicide because of how toxic the work environment is. You read about black men, black coaches in a, in a place of power within this league where they should be respected in a predominantly black league. And you read about the racial connotations and how they felt there was a racial component to some of these discussions that they had with the owner. And it's heartbreaking and it's hard to read. And obviously, you know, we don't have there aren't a lot of people that put their name forth in this story. But the league is going to reach out to these people. They're going to know who these people are. They're going to reach out to them. And hopefully if if this, you know, goes in the direction that it needs to go, things will change. But at this point, we just don't know. One, I think- one thing that I would say is that I hope that maybe there are uh, people out there that did not want to be on record and not not give their rec- uh, give their names forward. Right. Um, that will see this article and understand that there's more than just them in in this kind of situation, mm-hmm. and maybe they will come out and say, you know what, I will go on the record and 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 tell my truth um, in order to kind of spur things a little bit forward, um, because there should be listen, seventy people is a lot of people, mm-hmm. and in uh, in in and I I wouldn't minimize any one of them for their experience in terms of how they felt when they were working in that organization and the things that they witnessed. Um, I think every person in that organization feels a certain type of way 
any anybody in any organization feels a certain type of way when they feel like they're being discriminated against because of either their gender or their race or whatever. Like it's it's important to them. It's a, it's an important thing that people need to acknowledge. And if you are the culprit of that type of discrimination and the reason for it, there there needs to be ramifications. But again, it, it it's it, it from a legal precedent. I don't know what is really. Um, able to be done at this point. Let's take a step back. I think Jordan Schultz did a disservice to this entire thing by leading it with this may remove Robert Sarver. That's not the that's not the number one issue. No. And I get it. Fans want uh, fans have feel a certain way. The number one issue is can can you create a work environment there that's conducive to people feeling safe? That's what matters. And that's honestly, that's the number one thing it, that should come out of this. That's also, you know, is that just on Sarver? No, no, that's but it, start, it starts in, at the top. It, tops, it starts at the top. Absolutely. But you, you know, you know, this, it, it's the top and then it's the next level. And those it, people are covering shit up too. Oh, I, so I feel like it's, it's more than look, just, it's just Sarver. It's, it's the entire organization I, that needs to be accountable um, for this. And Sarver is the premier one. If, Obviously, the NBA is going to do their investigation. Cool. They're going to find out how serious this all is. And it is serious right now. It is serious. Wholeheartedly agree. And that was my point. This isn't about one person. This isn't about basketball and whether a, a person is willing to spend the luxury tax or however you feel about that. This is about people feeling uncomfortable in the workplace that they go to on a daily basis uh, there were people that spoke up to that. There's an environment that is tough to work in, yeah. and they're and, and the people are what's most important in this. Yeah. The they that's where this comes down to is if this is going on, if people turned blind eyes, how do you fix a systemic problem like that? How do you make people feel safe to come work? Make a culture that because culture is a damn buzzword in this society and it's a real thing that you actually have to have it's not some sayings you put on a piece of paper that that are just there it's actual action it's standing up for people it's being there uh to ensure that people uh feel okay that doesn't mean that that every job should be the most fun thing you've ever done it means that you should at least feel safe to go in there and do the work that needs to be done that's what it means yeah, I think just looking at some of the comments here, I, I think that the victims have stood up as far as some people saying that the victims need to stand up. They have stood up. They've, they've done a lot more than people want to give them credit for, even when they don't attach their name to it, just by talking to ESPN about something when they're not in this position of power like we've been talking about. That matters and that shouldn't be overlooked I think the league is going to investigate this and we're going to learn more about this. So I don't want to speculate too much into this, but I, I don't like, especially the idea that people, I saw some people saying like, Oh, this story relied too heavily on Earl Watson or like stuff like that. Please take the fandom equation out of it because this is bigger than basketball. What yeah. you think of Earl Watson as a coach or even as, as a person, a media person doesn't matter in this in this case like every person's allegations every person's story here matters and should be yeah. should be considered like i don't 
I don't like that that concept at all. It's it's you know, it, and we were just talking about this before we got on air. Is you know, there's two different perspectives. I I've I've been privileged enough to to work in a military environment where things were were a okay. Everything mm-hmm. was going swimmingly, and then a change of leadership would happen, and all of a sudden things changed a little bit, and the tone felt different, and and then the people that were brought in under that regime kind of mirrored those types of things, and that's that's what I that's what I feel like uh, might have happened here. Um, you know, I've come from a toxic work environment where people that were not the leader were under the leader, just kind of accepted things for how they were and um and tried to squash everybody else that would try to come forward um to the point where it was deflating and i know people in my own life at my previous uh, stops that have contemplated suicide that have talked about the the stress that they were under um the sexism oh my gosh the sexism just so unbelievably bad that and and these people would go to HR and they would complain and those people are still in charge and they would still hold their positions because nothing would ever get done. And so I I empathize with with all these people who who were in that position felt like they really had nowhere to go um, and nowhere to really vent to because if they vented they could lose their own jobs because they would find a way because they were you know a, a snitch or whatever they wanted to call them and I just. It's terrible. You know, when we talk about this environment, what we're doing right now, I'm the GM. I'm the one that is trying to manage people on a day-to-day basis. We have six women women that work here. We have 12 men. Um, we do our damnedest to try and uh, blend a, a, a community of different backgrounds, genders, ethnicities, uh, because that's what I believe in. Um, that's what we all believe in. And um, it, it hurts. it hurts me to think that I would ever put my own position, put myself in a position like Robert Sarver might have um, in, in, in this story or, or did in this story. And, and that's that's just it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. And, yeah, I hope the NBA investigates this and I hope um, whatever comes out of it, people pay a price for things that they they did. What what bothers me somewhat today is. There seems to be two camps, those celebrating this that this came out and those that have kind of run in a defensive stance to say, well, 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 you know, and I get it. That's human nature. But to me, this is a sad day for the sons because the sons are representative of our community. This is a, a, an embodiment of our town. And I get that these are allegations. Uh and, and, but in the end, it it's this is it should be viewed as, as a sad day that that these allegations were even made that these things were said by seventy former employees that that this may have happened and that it was allowed to happen for for a very long time and it's it, again this should be the starting point this isn't the end it needs to be looked at needs to be determined what really happened, how it happened, who was involved, and how we make this a better environment for people. I get I get stuck on that because to me, you know, it's it's about the people. It's about the people that that work there. It's about 
anybody in any environment that's seeing this because this isn't this isn't something that just happens at a professional sports level. This is what's going to get the most attention, but there's situations and accusations and things going on in offices all around the country. And this is where they're going to look and maybe somebody sees if this goes a certain way, hey, I can speak up. Hey, there is a safe environment in this world that I can say something before something you know, tragic does happen to somebody. The suicide thing gets me. That's tough to hear somebody because in their mind, whatever happened was real and it put them in a dark place. And that's that's difficult. Like, I get that this isn't Sunstock, but to me, this is a very human it, thing today. It goes beyond basketball today. And, you know, if you came here for basketball talk, I'm sorry that this is not what you're going to get today because some things are more important than basketball. And this is definitely one of them. I feel like the focus on, you know, and it's natural to wonder, like, is this going to be enough to remove Sarver? But the focus here needs to be on the people who were victimized by the sexism, by the racism. Um, allegedly. Uh, fairly, yeah, we have I to mean, say allegedly. Alleged, yeah. yes. 70 plus people yes. alleged. But um, yeah, I, I just, I don't, it's it's a hard day to be a Suns fan. I, I mean, you we can acknowledge that. It's unfortunate because this is a thing that feels systemic. It's something that is hard to fix even with just removing Sarver. But if that's the first step, if that's what the league finds, then that would be a great first step. And then heads need to roll after that. If these things come to light. Exactly. This is, this is the start and everything needs to be looked into. And this isn't a day to, I don't know. This things need to be looked into. An answer to all these questions that have been brought up now needs to be found, and people that have uh, that have stepped up deserve to be heard by those in power at the league. And Robert Sarver deserves to be heard, and the executives deserve to be heard. This isn't a one-sided thing. Everybody's voice in, in this deserves to be heard, and then the league as an arbiter needs to make a decision as to how they need to handle this to make a better environment for people. You know. That I, I don't know where else to go with that. I mean, we can talk about specifics in the piece if we want. Uh, that's fine. I mean, there are some some damning things in there, some things that are just bizarre why they would ever be said. It's it's just a weird, weird spot. And, and it's tough to sit here and discuss it because it's a weird spot with well, everything that goes on in this world. Well, I, you know, I, listen, Robert Sarver is a lightning bolt of emotion for people. People hate him. People don't really, they, they're maybe they're indifferent. Maybe they like him. Um, but Sarver's track record as owner of the Suns in terms of performance, um, it causes a lot of emotion in people because they, they, they before this even dropped, if you had asked anybody if they if you think Sarver should sell the team, people would most likely say yes. You know what I mean? So it's 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 it obviously triggers something in people ab about this. You know, and it's a tough position to be in to be objective and to to just say what we see. You know, before we got on this on this on this show, we said the only thing we can do is point to what was said in the article and what our perspective is on this. Um, 
trying to come at this as uh, from a very matter of fact kind of way is difficult because you are talking about racism. You are talking about sexism. Um, you are talking about things that are, are innately uh, triggering emotions within yourself. And it's difficult. It is difficult. It is difficult for Espo right now. It absolutely is. And I empathize with you, man, because I know there's a lot of things going on. And and I don't like to see you hurt the way that I've seen you hurt this morning. Um, and it sucks. And it sucks. Um, but here we are. We're here for you. Because I know a lot of you have comments. Um, and we're doing our damnedest to try and talk about this in a way that, um, you know, doesn't doesn't stir up the drink more than it already is because we don't need to add to the conversation and we don't need to be a part of the conversation. We just want to help us all guide through this story and figure out where we're all going to go from here because um, this is not a, a situation where that any of us want to even talk about or be a part of. We don't want our teams to be dis, discombobulated the way this franchise has been really in the entire server era and it's and it's problematic and if this is the thing that ends up changing things whether sarver stays as an owner or not i hope it does i hope the nba steps in and says we have to have a better plan and a better uh place for people to be able to file complaints and feel safe in their own environment and that's the real tragedy here is that that hasn't happened um, let me be so I've witnessed my members of my family go through sexual harassment, sexual assault at work. That's part of why this is difficult for me, because I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. I understand how difficult it is for people to stand up and, and, and say what happened and go through that fight. And in a lot of cases, still not have anything happen. You know, and that's difficult. And I feel for people because I don't know who those 70 people were that talked, but I guarantee there were people that, that some of them were people that I knew mm. at, at that team that maybe even I considered friends. And it just, it hurts to know that people went through that. And there was a question, uh, did I work with uh, when Earl Watson was there? Yes, I did. Uh, I wasn't there when he was fired. I had left the team already there's reports that have confirmed that he was fired and that that uh sarver had uh had basically given him an ultimatum i don't know anything about about racism i don't i i, I don't i wish i wish i could sit here and tell you i had all the answers and i had uh, anything that you know that i could tell you that was something that that you didn't hear but i don't you know and and that's either way i i can't defend or condemn in any way and that's not that, that's not our job here uh, you know i it, it it right now our job is is going through this with you guys understanding what this means and, and understanding that sometimes this crap is bigger than basketball sometimes it's bigger than whether they beat the rockets tonight I'll be interested in seeing how the players respond. They canceled media availability. They that did. just came out. They uh, had Woj, shoot around, but they did. They told us this morning that they weren't going to have yeah. media availability. Woj tweet or Woj brought up that it's expected now that the NBA will launch an investigation, according to Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN. That's not uh, that's not surprising to no. me. No. Uh, Mr. Najafi, who is one of the uh, 
is the vice chairman of the Phoenix Suns came out and put out a statement talking about uh, how he gives his sincere sympathies and they want to understand what the actual truth is. Like, that's these are the steps that you hope come out of something like this to figure out what is really going on and how to move forward from it and how to build a better environment. It's, I think one of the many things that stood out to me in reading this article was the fact that a lot of these people that came forward, like the Suns culture over the last year, you know, we've talked about Monty Williams and James Jones building a culture. We've talked about, you know, the success of this basketball team and how fun this team has been. And for me personally, like during the pandemic, covering the Bubble Suns was one of the lone bright spots in a very dark year for me. Mm -hmm. And last year, being able to, I've been on the beat for seven years, being able to cover a playoff run was the highlight of my career, covering a finals run. I would have been happy with just a playoff game, but covering a finals run was so fun and it felt like, things were turning around. So to hear that that's not even close to the case, that these people are still in a toxic work environment, like that to me is heartbreaking because last year should have been the highlight of a lot of people's careers too. And to be hit with this stark realization that that couldn't be further from the truth and that a lot of these people are miserable, these people that came forward, it, it hurts me personally and, to well, read that. And I feel for you. And I believe that that James Jones and Monty Williams may have changed the basketball culture mm -hmm. from the basketball and, and, side, and maybe maybe that's a light where it can begin to permeate elsewhere. That that it's not there. I mean, maybe that's a chance. But we saw what the power of this team is in this in this city over this summer. What this can mean to this town, what it can mean to people, what it can mean personally. And I think that's probably why this also hits hits hard for some people today, for a lot of people today, because we know what this place can mean for for people, for this town, for this community. And I think in the end, we all just wanted to represent the values that we think are best about this this town mm -hmm. and and the people in it. Right. Sports are supposed to be a safe haven. They're supposed to be an escape and a place where you can go and have fun as a fan, as a journalist who covers a team. Um, so obviously this is just there. There are no winners today. There's it's it's a tough day to be a Suns fan. It's a tough day to wear a Suns shirt, to want to be affiliated with this organization, reading a lot of these things. So, um, you know, like like Espo said, like Saul said, we are here for you. Um, we're, we're just, we're trying to react just as much as a lot of you people are out there too. Yeah. Uh, any, any final thoughts? I think this is a, probably a pretty good place to, to wrap this up, but I'm open if, if anybody else wants to bring anything else up. Uh, well, uh, there is basketball tonight and we will talk about that. This obviously will be something that uh, will, will loom over the team for a while. We won't have all the answers. We won't know what's going to happen for a while uh, as well. Uh, there will be plenty of people covering it. We will also cover it along with everybody, and we'll be there. Uh, but we will talk some basketball this evening. We'll have pregame and postgame. We'll talk to you then. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you later tonight. <laughs>